Welcome to week two of All Four Downs, the XFL podcast. I am Joe McGuire along with Obi Munez and Sean Scanlon. It was a great opening weekend for the XFL. Attendance was good. The gameplay was good. The overall uh, reception to the XFL was really good. It is only one week in. But I think there's a lot to build off of. OV, uh, it is time for first down. Let's give us a breakdown of this past weekend's games. All right, we'll start off with the New York Guardians and the Tampa Bay Vipers. The Guardians won 23-3. The Guardians were projected to be the worst football team in the league. However, they proved everybody wrong. New York was led by the starting quarterback, Matt McGloin. He went 15-29 of 29 with 182 yards and one passing touchdown and one rushing touchdown. And of course, everybody was applauding for Gilbride, who is the head coach of the New York Guardians, who is also known as the two-time Super Bowl winner with the New York Giants. And we're moving on to St. Louis and Dallas. That game was 15-9 for St. Louis which was the last game of the weekend. Uh, Dallas tried to do a comeback, but unfortunately they fell short. Um, excuse me. Tamu completed 20 of 27 passes, 209 passing yards, one touchdown pass, and he led the St. Louis to their victory. Also, Houston demolished LA Wildcats 37 to 17 I'll explain to you why later but PJ Walker man what a game that he have 23 of 39 272 passing yards four touchdown passes he even rushed for 26 yards uh, wide receiver Phillips was targeted most but only caught four passes for 67 yards which is known for the 50 yard pass at the beginning of the game moving on to DC and Seattle DC won 31 to 19. Cardell Jones, the former Ohio State quarterback, led the defenders to uh, to a victory. 16 of 26, 291 passing yards, two touchdown passes, and he also rushed for 28 yards. And that is the recap of what happened this weekend on Week One of the XFL. Now, as far as gameplay was concerned, we 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 see you know it's. Not as gimmicky as they were trying to be back in in uh, 2000 or whatever whatever year that that disaster was. Faster gameplay, better gameplay. Personally, uh, for a bunch of nobodies, I I felt like the quality of play was enjoyable, uh, and and the quality, while not all pro level, felt like NFL quality to me. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think it was great quality of play. Um, we saw some of the new rules, like the kickoff rule. I thought they they got uh, done very well. You know, not having those huge collisions with the thirty yard rundown, just having the coverage team and uh, the receiving or the coverage team and the the kickoff team only being five yards apart. And then uh, with the extra point rule, I thought that was uh, a really 
cool way to incorporate it with uh, no kicks being involved just having the one or two or three point uh, I think it brings a lot of strategy into the game and also just uh, say for instance for example say you're down 18 points it's still only a two score game at that point um, you know you can get nine points off a one touchdown having to go for the you know the three point extra point from the 10 yard line so uh, a lot of new rules that I, th- I think was very cool. The one we didn't get to see was uh, the double forward pass, but I'm sure right. offensive coordinators are going to you know implement that going forward. So, uh, Could you what's... just, uh, for anybody who maybe hadn't heard, what is the double forward pass? So um, you – it's a forward pass. I mean, you could. It has to. The first pass has to be behind the line of scrimmage, so you can't just go uh, like ten yards downfield and then have the receiver pass from there. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that'd be that'd be a little <laughs> razzle dazzle. Uh, pretty crazy. But um, yeah. So I mean, you could have one of your backup uh, quarterbacks split out wide, maybe a wide receiver who has a good arm, so you can get it out to him quick, and then um, obviously all the defense is gonna flow to him, and then you'll probably have someone wide open uh down the field but I, I like you said um the quality of the game was, was very good um not far off from the quality of the nfl i i liked uh, what i saw in the first week of the xfl and i think it will have a continued success uh moving forward uh, now Ogi, you mentioned uh houston Roughnecks next quarterback pj walker he was named the first star of the week after his week one performance uh 23 for 29 298 including 272 through the year and four touchdowns um if you're PJ Walker, you got to be riding pretty high right now. Oh, uh, yes. Again, to to see a lot of these performances, again at the end of the day, I don't feel like there were too many disappointing performances. Not 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 so not for that team. No, um, not only him, but also Cardell Jones. I mean, those two quarterbacks were top notch. They looked. I mean, I, I'm surprised they were didn't make the team in the NFL. I mean, these guys were that good. Uh, but then again, it's only week one. So I know everyone's excited, seeing all these top plays, good hits, and and so on and so forth. But it's only week one. Let's see if they continue it for the next week. Now, um, let's move on to down two because uh, right after uh, their week one loss, um. Something unusual happened. Something you you don't often see in uh, really any sport, honestly, at uh, at any level for that matter. Uh, defensive coordinator Pepper Johnson, a guy who I have a great deal of love for in my heart and, and, and admiration, thought, "Wow." Good for him. He must be excited. I know. I know Pepper's been wanting to get into coaching. Um, and the defense didn't play well, admittedly. But have you ever in your life, not to mention uh, the starting middle linebacker, was also released after the game? And and one has to think that this goes beyond X's and O's. This has got to be beyond football. That there there must have been something. Something that transpired that would mm-hmm. result after one game. Yeah, it's pretty rare that you see it just after one game that uh, they usually give them the benefit of the doubt, give them a couple games. You know, if the defense is struggling uh, that bad, then you get rid of them. But only after one week was 
pretty rare to see. I mean, we we don't see that in the NFL too often. They usually wait about till like midseason to fire a defensive or offensive coordinator that's struggling. And um, I, I mean, but I, I mean, I could see why. I, I was obviously shocked by it, but you know, they 37 points in that first game. Um, we were mentioned PJ Walker before, but he carved them up up and down the field all game. You know, throwing for almost 300 yards and four touchdowns. So it was definitely a shock to see. But I mean, it proves that the the Wildcats think that they could you know they're expecting to win now and that they're pretty upset with the defensive performance i like that the la wildcats are in win now mode the first week of the first (laughs) season i mean give it a rest again for me there's got to be more to this story than pepper johnson just did not have the answers to stop pj walker I, it's, it's good. There's got to be more to it than that. And I, and I hope we'll hear the story because, to me, I think the last thing the XFL wanted was off-the-field garbage. And this, just a quick black eye. And yeah. one thing to add to it is, I'm surprised no one has mentioned this yet, but the head coaches are also general managers. So, because of this action from Coach Moss, do head coaches really need to play both roles, head coach and general manager? Do they have too much power? That's something that they need to consider moving on forward because, again, I've never heard of a coach, you know, getting fired after one game, especially in an inaugural season like this. So... And as I mentioned, uh, linebacker uh, Anthony Johnson, who's actually one of the Wildcats' four captains. Mm Mm-hmm was also cut loose. Um, It's rough. I don't know. So uh, Winston Moss, uh, head coach of uh, of L.A., didn't didn't really say anything. He thanked Pepper Johnson. He didn't even mention the other Johnson who got let go. Just all in all really weird. Um, I don't know. Again, this, this, that to me has a real WWE feel to it. (laughs) <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's got a real WWE and 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 I don't know. So what you're saying is Vince McMahon was there. It feels like <laughs> it. This feels like a Vince McMahon. This feels like the Montreal screw job or some just some Vince McMahon like I don't know. But not yeah. good. Not good. Not what you want. Um all in all though, um I will say this. Defensively speaking, I outside of the LA Wildcats who definitely didn't bring it. I thought the defense was good all around the league. I yeah. thought there were some great hits. Um and not even any any like bad hits. Not mm-hmm. like the hits that we've been seeing around the NFL where you're, you know, ooh. You didn't see too many penalties in these games at all. They let the players play. Yeah. And if there was any question, they went up to the replay booth and they overviewed it. And it's good to know what they're talking about. Because in the NFL, you have, you wouldn't believe what kind of decision makings they do you know behind the scenes that results in in a certain play yeah i mean they keep it super secretive they they don't let you in at all i mean the analysts are trying to explain to you what's going on but you don't have any way of knowing uh what words are being spoken in the replay review room that's what i think the xfl is doing a lot of great things uh early um in this first week and i thought that was one of the better things that they did 
So just sort of ripping through, looking at, uh, you know, offensive grades, St. Louis, Houston, and D.C. Uh, I know OV's huge on the Guardians. Uh, can't be feeling too good if you're a fan of the Wildcats or, of course, the Seattle Dragons. Uh, neither team really brought much uh, in the way of offense. On defense, the Roughnecks, highest grade they, team. Makes sense. Yeah, they, they sense. played uh, very well. They I think they got five sacks on the day to go along with uh, two interceptions. So they're really doing up front and in the, the secondary. It was an overall great performance from their D. Uh, the Battle Hawks of St. Louis, D.C. Defenders, uh, high, higher graded. Uh, worst defense in the league, Tampa Bay Vipers. That sound about right? So they're starting, they're starting quarterback <laughs> didn't even play. Yeah. So John Johnson is still hurt. He's questionable to see if maybe he'll come in week two. But there was some confusion with two quarterbacks and the head coach. I mean – I'm glad that they put this on camera, but the attitude of these quarterbacks, it wasn't there. Uh, they, they just need a lot of fixing in that one, to be honest with you. They really do. Um, Murray and Flowers. Murray was a starting quarterback. Uh, he, 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 he was off. I mean, he had a couple of good plays here and there. Flowers didn't really get in the groove. He came in late, so all his passes were not accurate. So there's something they need to build on. But as everybody knows, those two are not the starting quarterback. So hopefully Josh Johnson will come back and improve that offense. Yeah, and, and they showed some good signs. They were driving down the field um, pretty easily in the first half. Um, they got into the Guardians' uh Actually, side of the, the field first, both first possession they ended up throwing an interception in the end yeah zone. yeah exactly yeah and then uh later in that half they also got to the guardian side of the field um and then murray had that bad interception again but uh, i mean the running game was working good uh the starting running back had 16 carries for 79 yards uh almost five yards per carry and uh their backup running back was running for seven yards per carry only on five carries so i mean maybe you think that the vipers should have taken the ball out of aaron murray's hand uh, earlier and try to get the run game going because obviously it was working but uh I don't know yeah it was definitely a rough game for Murray um some opportunistic uh picks that the the Guardians took advantage of not only that but they didn't protect the ball they forced three fumbles mm-hmm. yeah he had the fumbles so. too yeah sloppy day on offense for them let's head that down three now um interviews on the field now um Again, I, I, I get what's I get what they're doing. I get what they're going for. Sean, you were pretty quick to not not cool. You don't like it, you don't want to see it, they gotta change that. Yeah, I mean I'm fine with the the interviews um happening. I just don't like the, the second that they're walking off the field, especially if it's after a bad play, you know, like a blown coverage or a turnover or something like that. They're sticking the microphone right in their face and you could tell these guys don't want to talk to them. Um, they want to go talk to their coaches and talk to their teammates about what went wrong. So I think, um, you know, maybe if after successful plays like touchdowns and stuff like that, I'm fine with it. But I just don't like it uh, being seconds after, uh, you know, sticking the microphone in their face. I just don't think that it's a great look uh, for the XFL. But, um, yeah, so I, I wasn't a huge fan of it. But I think that uh, there's a way to do it, and I just think that the XFL um, kind of screwed it up. What if it were Mean Gene Okerlund on the sidelines? Hey. Would that change that, things up a little bit? Yeah. and well, I, we, Wait, wait, wait. We've done that already nine, ten years ago. No, absolutely not. I think the point is is that if, if they were able to – if the defense stopped the drive – 
and turn over the ball. Perfect opportunity to go ahead and interview the person that executed it. Or if they scored a touchdown, get an interview for either the quarterback or the wide receiver running back that actually scored a touchdown and get that input. That's that's all right. But when the defense is struggling and they're coming out the field, I don't think it's appropriate to ask them. Cause they had one slip up on Saturday with the, the F-bomb. F-bomb. Yeah. So, yeah, I think maybe they need to slow down. Would you both agree that the percentage of F-bombs to stupid questions was a decent ratio? Because <laughs> yeah. there could have been a lot more F-bombs is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. I, I, sure. I mean, I get it. I totally get that. I mean, they did all right. I think they went one out of 20 maybe of F-bombs that they eliminated because the audio kept going out. So I kind of knew it was like, oh, yeah, somebody, somebody dropped one. So, <laughs> yeah. They picked yeah. up on it, yeah. I think if you're the XFL and I and again my so here's why I I like it and what I what I think it's all about you're you're trying to bring the fans a more intimate experience one you probably wouldn't be able to do in the NFL that wouldn't fly in the NFL ever in a million years only in a in a league run by Vince McMahon would that even yeah Roger Goodell would be having none yeah, of that. none right? of that. At what point do we get Roger Goodell and Vince McMahon into some sort of ring? I'm just a thought, just throwing that out there. Vince will win. I don't. Yeah, I don't think Goodell wants that smoke. I don't think his 35 million dollar salary is going to compete against Vince McMahon. I, I don't think so. Oh man. <laughs> oh. <I don't know. laughs> I don't know. I don't know. A lot of fans. I understand why you would take Vince a lot of straight fans, up, but all I mean, of a sudden, that, yeah. I'm like, I a don't lot know. of fans are backing up the XFL now. I mean, it, the hype is there. I mean, they're trending number one Saturday and Sunday. I mean, it's, it's the main discussion right now in all sports. Let me ask you both this question, and, and I don't want it to be political, and it's going to just be slightly. Do you think, because we've seen other attempts at, at leagues. Yeah, just last year. with the Just last AAF. year, AAF, which was a horrible idea. Um, would you, when, when you consider Colin Kaepernick, in the NFL, when you consider the player protests, the burn jerseys, um, there's 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 been a, 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 an overall viewership and attendance drop in the NFL. And my thought when people were like, I don't know, the XFL is going to be successful. I thought if the people who I think stopped watching the NFL still want to watch football. This could be where they go. Yeah. Again, the action to me, the play, the gameplay was good enough, this fast enough that it, it felt right. If you're done with the NFL, this is your thing. And and I would say this, because we've we've heard people talk about that over the years, giving up on the NFL. I think when, again, coming off an impeachment of the president, I have to wonder where there's probably some people who are fired up and very anti-NFL, it's part of the reason why I do believe that right now the XFL has the best chance it would ever have to be able to get up off the ground. Thoughts? Too hot a topic? If you want to skip it, I wouldn't blame you. <laughs> no, I, I think you hit it on, on right because, one, and it's not – it's. Look, I understand the safety. The safety is the number one in which 
the XFL trying to to cover down, right? We got the difference on the kickoff, right? Then we also looked at the referees, the way they call in the game, which in the NFL, I think the game would have prolonged itself over four hours just because there's so many flags, because every hit or whatever it is, you know, so there's just so much political stuff like you mentioned that all that is taken away. And in XFL, you're not going to deal with and I, I promise you this, and, and, and knowing wrestling, knowing Vince McMahon, knowing the culture that they bring into that organization, then you're not going to see all, no politics will go inside the XFL. It won't happen. I think all the politics is outside the XFL, and I think it's mm-hmm. pushed people the game right is, into is it. solely about the game, and that's what we want because that's what we're watching on television. Uh, all right, we're going to do uh, the fourth down here. Uh, we're going to take a look at this week's games. One of the things I, I noticed almost immediately was that they had the point spread and the over-under right there on the screen yeah. yes. all throughout the game, which got me to thinking, are people placing bets mid-game? Yes. Or is that a thing? Yes, you yeah, do it is that. a thing. Live betting. And the thing but is, I didn't is think that... there's any other reason they would show it unless you could. Okay, Vince McMahon is all for betting, and he... And that's the reason why you saw it on there. So now Vince McMahon did not go on record saying that uh, this is the purpose. But yes, yes, you can. And, and watch this, though. Not only that, but you got DraftKings. You got all the other fantasy leagues now that are betting uh, on these games. And it's surprising because we don't even know these players, and they're already jumping right in. It's yeah. funny. We don't know these players, but Vegas does and knows exactly what they're capable of. It's hey, impressive. If you got that yeah. month of preseason to figure it out, then all right, fair enough. But they did get it wrong with the point spreads. The over-under were completely off. Yeah, they were bad. Well, again, I think people expected there wouldn't be a lot of defense and you'd see shootouts. And I think That's, you saw a little bit of that in the AAF where there was a yeah. lot of scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see it in arena football and some of the other knockoff attempts at, at football. You see a lot of scoring. Yeah. Right. And that's what people want. And I didn't want this to be that. And I'm glad it wasn't. Yeah. Because if it would have been a bunch of 45-40 games, I could tell you I would have I would have been very unimpressed. But the way the pace is going is fast. Pace you're not going to get the statistics like you're going to have in the NFL. Yeah. You're not going to have a Drew Brees that's going to probably be close to 500 passing yards. You're not going to see that. And 25 seconds per each play, so on and so forth, it just – no, it's going to be hit or miss. And if you're getting blown out, scoring 50-something points, something's wrong with that defense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Projected week two XFL spreads with the over-unders. We'll start off with uh, OV's game. New York Guardians and the D.C. Defenders. Uh, FanDuel spread is six and a half for the Defenders. The consensus mm. spread has the defenders at about uh, uh, minus uh, three and a half. Uh, the FanDuel total, 48. I'll go under 48. It's going to be a close game. Uh, I think a negative six is too much. I think if either team were going to win, it would probably be by three, four points maybe. But it's going to be a good game. You got I a score? Both. Give me a score. I'm going to go for my New York Guardians. So I'll take... Uh, 27 22 Sean what's uh what's the number 48 uh, uh oh yeah over under is 48 all right I'll take the over on that because uh 
I mean, we saw the, the DC defenders put up a lot of points. Cardell Jones had a, a great day, and then uh, the Guardians. I, they their offense got to go into the the running game. It uh, wasn't that great, but Matt McGloin came out and had a pretty decent performance. Um, I'm gonna go with defenders uh, winning in this one. I think that their defense is. Uh, very good as well i think that the guardians they got lucky in that game with aaron murray um you know having some very bad interceptions they, they were driving the, the field pretty uh easily so i'll go with defenders um number 48 so i gotta pick uh defenders i'll i'll say 28 uh 28 21 or no 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 because no, the, the, over but the numbers are all different with all these the, the one and the new extra point system so i'll do a funky number i'll say 29 to uh 22 i'm gonna go both prediction that game do we're it. gonna see our first 10 yard Okay, point after attempt. We're gonna see a yeah, three point. Yeah, did anyone even try a Nobody has it. Yeah, no. yeah, dying for that. That's gonna. It's be gonna a, happen uh, yeah, in this game. Uh, game starts two o'clock on Saturday. I'm gonna take the under. I've got a 22-16. That's what I got going on. For All sorts of weird I like numbers. It. I'm taking them Guardians, baby. Word. Come on. I think it's... Can we, are we just all Guardians fans? Yeah, yeah, Can we just yeah. adopt the Guardians since that's the closest I, thing to us and yeah. run with it? We got one listener right now that just was at the game. So, yes. You were at the Guardians game? Hell yeah. Yeah, we I literally brought a Guardians fan in for the show. Yeah. <laughs> are you a, are you a Guardians fan? Is that is that a thing? Hell yeah. Absolutely. It's the only team in this region, pretty much, right. so you, you got to be. It's my first New York team. But he's wearing a Patriots fan. Oh, I don't get it. Is it because there's not like a Boston <laughs> Bastards team or anything? Oh, there we go. Precisely. <laughs> he only saying that because he's a Yankee fan. The Boston racists. Or I'm sure it would have been, been hey, some hey, kind hey, of. Hey, 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 hey. Oh, Conroy. Yeah. Everybody yeah. in Boston. Ah, yeah. Shut up, you jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm going to go to Boston. Tampa Bay Vipers, Seattle Dragons, 5 o'clock on Saturday. Uh, The FanDuel spread, Vipers uh, give it up three. Uh, The consensus spread about about two and a half. Uh, FanDuel's uh, over, under is 45 for this game. Sean, give me a score. Tell me who's going to win over, under. What do you got? Um... Uh, the winner, I'm going to go with the Dragons. Uh, they gave the defenders somewhat of a fight um, up until that pick six at the end of the game. And the Vipers, we saw what happened with them. It wasn't a great performance at all. Um, see if they do a little switch up at quarterback. Um, so what's the number on this? 45. 45. Uh, but these teams combined for ni- or 22 total points last week um, with 19 and 3. So I'm, I'm going to hit the under in this one. I think that... Uh, both these teams didn't show a lot of great stuff on offense, but the Dragons, their defense uh, held up for the most part. So I'm going to go Dragons. Uh, I'll say Dragons 18 to the Vipers uh, 12. A low it's, scoring, a low scoring brawl. It's like you're like like you're guessing a Quidditch match. You're like, I'm not even sure how the scoring works, so I'm just gonna I gotta pick some like random weird numbers. It's yeah. Like you I, wanna pick thirteen as a score. Yeah. Like, because I, all my right. all my football numbers are messed up. I yes. you, you usually go by sevens and you threes wanna be like twenty one fourteen, but you know yeah. it's like twenty six and a half. That's, yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's messing what up all the numbers in my brain. Oh well I mean week two 
we're going to actually see these players actually perform, see if they could maintain that momentum. But until Tampa Bay fixes their offense, I'm going for Seattle Dragons. I'll say 36 to 9 final score. Wow. 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 36 to 9 puts you right at at 45 on an over under. That's why I don't play over under. Good. Good for you. That's smart. <laughs> you know you just pick a score that's the right at the over under yeah. and you can you just back out Damn. of it. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> Steve Risser, I know you're watching. You can pick scores. This is just for fun. No one's going to hold us to this. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to pierce the score I'm picking. I've got Tampa Bay turning things around and winning this one. Right. I've got a 19 to 18 game. Not even know if that's possible, but hey, anything's hey, possible I'm not sure in the, the XFL. System yet, but if it is, that I must be a lot it. of failed uh, to, uh, <laughs> point after conversions. Then why not? <laughs> All right, Sunday, three o'clock, the Dallas Renegades and then the LA Wildcats. Uh, the Renegades come in four and a half point favorites. The over under is 48. Oh, we start with you. Man, this team don't even have a defensive coordinator, but all right. <laughs> or a starting middle linebacker. <laughs> I'll go, well, these these teams is a must win for both of them. So uh, I'll go for Dallas on this one. Good call. Yeah. Give me a score. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Good call, huh? 18 to 10? <laughs> Sean, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Renegades on this one. Um, like we mentioned, the Wildcats, uh, they're in a they're in flux right now with their defense coordinator not being there. And uh, the Renegades, they they only score nine points against the Battlehawks, but I think that they're able to drive the ball uh, up and down the field. Their quarterback uh, threw for 200 yards, and they have a, a good stable of running backs. Two guys who who have been in the NFL and had success in the NFL with Lance Dunbar and Cameron Artis Payne. So I think that uh, they'll get it going in the second week uh, against the Wildcats. Um, score. I think it will be another low-scoring game. I'll go. Uh, I'll go with the Renegades twenty to the Wildcats uh, seventeen. I'm going Renegades twenty-five, Wildcats eleven. I like it. <laughs> I don't know how you got there. You guys can laugh all you want. But all right. <laughs> I don't care. I don't yeah, care. I'll you buy get, I support uh, the XFL. I'm watching it. You know what? Shut your mouth. Touchdown. They, they touchdown. Two pointer. I'll buy you a coffee. I'll yeah. Touchdown. That. Two pointer and a field goal. That's eleven for you. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. Then the six o'clock game. It is the St. Louis Battle Hawks and the Houston Roughnecks. The Roughnecks giving up eight points in this one. The over under is fifty and a half. Mm. What say it. you, Ov? I believe it. Uh, I was looking at that. I think that's going to be a shootout. I mm-hmm. think. I think uh, Houston's going to take over though. Uh, home field advantage. Uh, yeah, I got Houston on this one. Give me a score. What's the spread again? It's fifty and a half. Fifty. Fifty and a half. Five zero. Five zero. A point spread. Five. No, no, no. The spread's eight. Oh, that's what I the want. Spread's oh, I the spread's eight. I thought you That's right. You don't like the over-under. Yeah, yeah. it's a 50-point spread because yeah. the Wildcats' defense is just Anthony Johnson and Pepper Johnson giving him signals from the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And Johnson's giving yeah. up 50. That makes sense. 29-27 Houston. Oh, I like it. Yeah, I'm going to smash the over on this one, too. Um, 
two of the better quarterbacks we saw this weekend. We mentioned Cardell Jones, but uh, Jordan Tayamu for the uh, Battlehawks. He had a great game. Um, rushing the ball and throwing the ball. He looked uh, really good. So I think that uh, will be a high-scoring game. I'm going to go with uh, the home team on this, this one with the Roughnecks because their defense looked very good as well as their offense. But, uh, yeah, I said over, so I think it will be a high-scoring affair. I'm going to go uh, Roughnecks, 33, Battlehawks, um, 29. Wow. Yeah. I like it. High-scoring game. First, I like it. First, uh, you know, back and forth uh bro we'll see in this this league i'm gonna call the upset i like my battle hawks i think they come up big in this one i've got a final score of 27 24 battle hawks just i don't Easy know what it that. is something's just tugging at my heart and um i don't know i'm feeling the battle hawks not your heart not your gut but your heart my heart i make oh, it a hat fair enough I like Battlehawks. The more we've it's a said solid, it, solid name. it's totally growing. I, I first saw that, and I was like, that's dumb. And the more we've talked about it, mm-hmm. the more I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I think if I was going to name a team. Uh, best, re- best receiver with a former Giant, too. Alonzo Russell. He was on the team this, this year this summer. Looking pretty good, too. What? Yeah, he had, a, he had a touchdown. Um. All right. So, hit a quick OT here. Kind of wrap things up. Week one, got to say it was a big success. I think there's a lot of great stuff for these guys to build off of. If there's one thing that you would like to see different or that you didn't love after week one, what is it? As what we mentioned earlier is just the interviews on the sideline. I think they need to put at the minimum. Wait till either a, a big turnover event for the defense or wait till the actual scoring and then interview them on the sideline. I think if you catch them too much at the celebration time, like what happened to one of the reporters on Fox, they ran away from her, then, uh, <laughs> you know, you're going to see that. So I think they need to minimize a little bit. Uh, but I would like to see more of the instant replay and stuff like that. I think that was like A-plus for me. If I scored a touchdown on national television, I would run for the reporter to tell them everything I was thinking and exactly how I went about that amazing play I just made. But that's me. Sean, what would you like to see done different? Uh, the OV took mine with the, the interviews. I, I hope they just try to minimize that. But if I have to pick another one, uh, we mentioned there with the rules before, but the double forward pass, I'd, I'd love to see that this week. Um, I, I just want to see a big play, you know, throw it out to the wide receiver. You know, everyone, defense flows to him, and then they got another receiver uh, streaking down the sideline. I just want to see, a, you know, a big, big uh, 60, 70 yard uh, touchdown out of, out of that play. We did see a flea flicker from yeah. Cardale Jones. We did. So. And that resulted in a touchdown. So hopefully we get to see more trick plays. Yeah. You can check out the website, Hard Hitting Wrestling Show or HHWShow.com. W.com. Uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook. Are we on the Twitter yet? Yes, mm-hmm. we are on Twitter. We're all on four the downs. Twitter. All four downs. Make sure you check us out all weekend long. We'll be uh, XFLing it up. We hope you'll join us. And we will see you next week. Uh, after uh, what should be another rousing and successful week two of the XFL. For Sean Scanlon and Obi Munez, I'm Joe Aguirre. Thanks for checking out All Four Downs.